Welcome to the Community Church Podcast, your place to belong. Thanks for taking the time to tune into this week's message. I hope that it blesses and encourages you. Uh, but we are going to jump uh, in, in, like, into God's Word here. Um, but before we, uh, we do that, I have a little bit of a question for us today. And that, however, and that question is, have you ever thought to yourself, I never thought I would be in this moment? And you know what? I'm actually going to take a moment and I, I'm going to encourage you, however, if you have a moment in life where you're just like, man, I never thought I would be there. I encourage you, we have a, this is a discussion on the side. I would love to be able to go uh, afterwards and look through that and see some moments that you have had in your own life uh, of of moments where you just like you just never expected to be there. I'm gonna share a, 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 a few moments uh, in my life. I have these moments all the time. So I'm like, man, I never thought I would actually be in the spot that I am today, uh, or ever. And so there's been a few of those. Um, and if my wife is listening, she's totally gonna give me a, a hard time. She's gonna roll her eyes if she's not already rolling her eyes already. But it would have been my wedding day. That was a moment I'm like, man, I never thought I would be in that moment. I never thought that I would get there when I was single, when I was, when I was a teenager, when I was a young adult. I never thought I'd actually get to the moment of, 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 of being married. And then I'm standing up there, at, or ever, uh, g- getting ready to get married, and I see Rebecca come in, and I was just so overwhelmed. I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm in this moment. I've like married the hottest woman out there. Yeah, I had to say it. I had to say it. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry at all. She's, she's, she's hot. She's, she's attractive. She's good looking. And so I was like, man, I never thought I'd be able to marry, uh, marry up. She's going to give me a hard time about saying that one. I married out of my league. She, I'm definitely getting in trouble tonight <laughs> for, 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 for saying that. But um, uh, but yeah, so like that was a moment that I never thought I would be in, and even my um, even my family or ever like they kind of were just like when they met Rebecca, they're just like holy jumping, like you need to hold on to that, like we never thought you would do that well, uh, which might have been part of the reason why I didn't believe that I would be able to marry such a beautiful girl or whatever. But we, I, we, I've forgiven my family now. It's all we're, it's all good. Everything is going good. Uh, but yeah, so that was one moment. And there's another moment would be speaking in front of people. I like, I'm like, even right now, I'm like, I can't believe I'm standing up here on this stage. Uh, or ever. We have a few people behind the cameras here. But talking with you guys here on the camera, man, I never thought I would be in this moment. I remember the very first time I ever, I ever preached on a Sunday morning at a church. It would have been my last church back in Bradford. And my, uh, my mom came down. Uh, to see it, um, and I was so I was so nervous. I was so scared. I'm like, man, I can't believe I'm in this moment. And my mom it, and my mom's tears like watching me. I'm like, this is such a crazy, crazy moment. Whatever. And then, uh, whatever. And then even to like recently, like I I'm I've always enjoyed gear. I've always enjoyed tech. I've um, but I just haven't played around with it too too much. I just I know enough. But I never thought I would be like figuring out how to do live streaming, um, or whatever. It's kind of like a little weird. I'm used to being behind the camera. Uh, today, I'm in, I'm in front of the camera, so I'm like, what do I do? What do I do with my hands? I'm like kind of having like a weird moment of like, where do I, what do I do with my hands? What do I do? But anyways, uh, I, I never thought I would, I, I would be in this moment. I never thought I would have to learn how to, um, 
to, to re record a service and edit it and put it out online. I never thought I would be in that moment. And so what I want to know today, church, is, is have you, I'm sure, you, I know for a fact you've had those moments where you're like, man, I never thought I would, I would be here. And I encourage you, if you have those, I encourage you to try however, to uh, open up the chat. It's either on your, on your right-hand side, I guess it would be, or if you swipe up, it'll come up uh, from, uh, from below, wherever. And just share a moment of like, man, I never thought I would be uh, in this situation. And, wherever, and so when I think about it, when I think about the, the moments that I, I, I uh, realize, I'm like, man, I never thought I would be in this situation, a lot of the times it comes from, insecurity. And that's what I want to talk to you guys about today. And you might see me get a little emotional. Uh, I was emotional <laughs> when I was prepping uh, the, 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 the message that I have for you guys today. Um, whatever, but there is a, I've, I've, it's a message I've always really wanted to preach, but kind of have struggled with wanting to preach it just because it's something that I struggle with. It's something that we all struggle with. We all, we all have insecurities. We all we all have things that we struggle with, and um, it's something that I've always wanted to preach on, but I've been hesitant to actually uh, preach on it. And so uh, I might get emotional. We'll see. I kind of have already teared, like, teared, like my eyes have watered a few times. Yes, it ha it's, it's happened. But I'm an emotional person. That's just, just who I am. You have, you have to accept it. Hillary's kind of like laughing at me over here. Um, but yeah, I'm an, I'm an emotional person. And so a lot of the times, when those, those moments where we're just like, wow, I never thought I would be there, a lot of times comes out of insecurity. When it was my wedding day, I honestly, for the longest time, believed that I was, uh, I was ugly, that I was not an attractive man. Now, that's changed. I'm like, look at, look at me. I'm, I'm, I, I'm a pretty good-looking man. My, I know Rebecca's probably saying amen in the car if she's listening in the car she's working today. Uh, but, um, yeah, she's probably like, yeah, yeah, he's, he, he's such a good-looking man. However, and I actually have the confidence now to actually say that, which is kind of, kind of weird, but, um, it, yeah, it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm getting more confident. Um, and, and so a lot of these times, these things come out of, out of insecurities. But the crazy thing is, is the insecurities that we have, we're not the only, like, like, you're not the only person that struggles with it. I'm not the only person that has, that has insecurities. You're not the only person that has insecurities. We all have insecurities. In fact, when we look into the Bible, we see people in the Bible with insecurities. And so we're going to be, we're going to be talking uh, about, about Moses, uh, about Moses. So we're going to be looking uh, into the book uh, of, of Exodus. We're going to be focusing in on chapter two uh, and chapter three. Uh, and so I know a lot of you guys will know this, but just a quick like little review here. Uh, we have uh, the first five books of the Bible is called the Torah, which is Hebrew for instructions, or as well as uh, Pentateuch, which is uh, Greek for the uh, uh, five books. However, and within this, we kind of have three, uh, not three, sorry, get my numbers wrong, six, um, six different scenes. And so the first, uh, the, the, the first scene uh, would be creation and the fall uh, of the world. So that would be kind of Genesis 1 to uh, chapter 1 to 11. You have uh, Canaan uh, and the land uh, of the promise. Uh, you have slaves in Egypt, which is kind of where we're going to be hanging uh, in and around today. Uh, you have Sinai uh, as well as in the wilderness and the fields uh, of, of, of Moab. And so we have all these different scenes uh, within, with, with, within the Pentateuch. Um, and, uh, and in there, there's kind of like one, one common 
theme. And this, and the, and this common theme is, the, is, is these uh, questions. Who supplies my needs and how are, are, are they uh, to be supplied? That's kind of the common theme throughout all the different scenes here uh, in the first five books of the, uh, of the Bible. And not even just the first five books of the Bible, but actually the whole entire Bible. It, it carries on. But um, when I was in Bible college, I was always so, like, amused with, like, the connections between the, the, like, the Old Testament and the New Testament. And uh, it, was, it was just something that I was really drawn to. Uh, before Bible college, I was kind of like one of those people that was stuck more to the, the New Testament reading because it was a little bit uh, easier. Uh, I am not the best reader. That's not my forte. That's not my strength. And so I kind of stayed more towards the easy side of the, of, of the reading. But then uh, in Bible college, I kind of like, wow, it is so important if we, uh, if we really want to have a full understanding of the New Testament, you really need to be able to dive into the Old Testament uh, and really grasp and see. And so there's going to be so many like the correlations here that we're going to be, be talking through. And uh, Reverend, it's so, it's so important that we need to answer these questions. And, th- and that was the questions that I just said. Who supplies my needs and how are they to be supplied? And the thing is, is if the answer is like us, then, then it's just going to be, or it's just going to be by the forces of the world is going to be how it supplies, uh, how, how are the things are, are, are going to be supplied. But that's not the case. When we look into the Pentateuch, when we look into the first five books of the Bible, um, and not even just within the first five books of the Bible, but the whole Bible as a, as a, as a whole, God is attempting to demonstrate that he is the only one who can supply your needs. He is the only one that can supply your needs and whatever, and it's, it's fully available for those who are willing to fully surrender, to, to, to uh, submit themselves into a relationship with, with God. And so we, uh, uh, as believers, and uh, we, when we enter into that relationship with God, he becomes our provider. He becomes the person that, 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 that satisfies all of our, 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 our needs. Reverend, and the thing is, is it's not just for a few people. It's not just, it's not just for me. It's not, it's not just for Hillary. It's not just for Greg. These are a few people that are in the, in the auditorium here with me. It's not just for you, but it is for, for, uh, for, for everybody. And so we're going to be, we're going to be uh, talking uh, about uh, Moses, and this is in the book of, uh, of, of Exodus. And so I'm going to kind of quickly summarize chapter 1 uh, and 2 for you, and then we're going to be jumping in uh, to, to, to chapter, uh, chapter 3 here together. But in chapter 1, uh, Reverend, I know a lot of us will, will know this, uh, this story pretty well, but uh, in chapter 1 we see the Israelites being oppressed by uh, the Egyptians and, 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 and Pharaoh. Uh, then, very, uh, then very quickly in chapter 2, uh, we see the, the birth of, uh, of Moses. Uh, and so Moses was born, the, the, um, uh, the, the Hebrews were, were, were being oppressed, they were, the Israelites were being oppressed, and, uh, and they were uh, actually becoming overpopulated. And so, the, however, so they were, they were wanting to, 
to, to kill off any, any young boy. Uh, and so Moses' mom hit him, uh, hit him for, a, for a while, and then they put him into a basket uh, into the Nile River, river and they float, he floated down the river, and then he comes in contact with Pharaoh's daughter. Pharaoh's daughter sees him in the Nile River and, uh, or ever, and, and, and picks him up and then ends up asking his sister, can, uh, can you go find uh, a, a woman to nurse this, uh, this, this baby? And his, uh, his mom uh, ends up coming and nursing him under, uh, while he's like basically been adopted by, by, by Pharaoh's daughter. Man, that is a crazy moment. I bet you, uh, I bet you um, Moses' mom never thought that she would be in that moment. With, 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 with all the oppression that was going on. And then, and then finally we see Moses. He grows up and, he, and he, he's, he, he's looking around at, at the way um, the Pharaoh and, and, and the people um, are, are, are treating, treating them. And so then he sees, or ever, so then he, or ever, then, then he sees a man mistreating, uh, mistreating uh, the, the, yeah, we're, we're, was mistreating them. And Moses got mad. Moses got, got, uh, or ever, and, and got upset with that, and ends up, uh, ends up killing, killing the man, ever. But then because of that, he ended up having to, to run away. He ended up having to flee away because Pharaoh was wanting to kill him, and he so he runs far away. And can I tell you, Moses probably never thought that he would go back to the Egyptians. He never thought that he would go back there. And so he, he goes away and uh, he goes in, uh, into the land, uh, I'm gonna, hopefully I'm going to pronounce this right, uh, Midian. And, um, and he goes into this land, uh, this land uh, and then ends up, um, ends up uh, uh, seeing, see, seeing some women, helping and, and saving them. And then... Uh, Whatever, and then he ends up uh, get, uh, get getting married, and then he's taking care uh, of his father-in-law's sheep. And this is kind of where we um, we find our ourselves. So he's uh, taking care of his sheep, uh, his father-in-law's sheep, uh, and, and his name is Jethro. And um, and so he he's taking care of his sheep, and he actually crosses um, he crosses the the, the wilderness, um, and, or whatever, and finds himself at uh, the, the mount, uh, hopefully I say this right as well, uh, of Horeb, which is also the same, which is also the same place uh, as, as Sinai. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him in flames of fire from within a bush. And then uh, this is, and then this gets the attention of Moses. And Moses, uh, or ever, and see, sees that the, bur- the, the bush is not burning up. And so he goes to see what, what, what it was that was going on. And so he goes and sees. And so this is kind of where we're going to like really pick up here um, in Exodus chapter 3, verses 6 to 10. Um, or I'm going to quickly kind of go through that with you. And so, it's, so he ends up at the burning bush. He's, he's in, in encountering uh, God and he's, he's meeting God here at the bush. And so God starts off and he says, I am the God of your father, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And, that, and then this is, where, this is kind of where it really starts uh, to get intense. And like, if, if, if I was like Moses, like, I would be saying, like, amen, yes. I'd be, I'd be like full on like, in like, 
like God was preaching, he, uh, Moses was probably standing there, and he was like, yeah, this is so good, yes, 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 yes. And so then uh, God starts uh, speaking, and he's saying, uh, I, I've seen the, uh, your, your, your people in slavery, so I have come. And Moses is like, yes, God, you have come. You have come to save, you have come to save the people from the hands of the Egyptians, Robert, to bring them to good and spacious uh, land filling with, with milk and honey, which is basically meaning just a land of, of, of freshness, a land, that is, a land that is good. Robert, and Moses is like, yes, amen, that is so, that is so good. We, like, God, you have come to set the people free. Yes, amen, this is so, so good. Robert, I've heard, and God continues to say, I've, I've heard the cry of the Israelites have reached, uh, reached me, and I see the way they have been oppressed by the uh, Egyptians. However, and then this is where it kind of like catches Moses off guard, and he says, now I am sending you to go to, 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 to free your people. I am using you as my vessel, and I don't know about you, but if I was in that moment, I probably would have done the exact same thing that Moses did. You're, like, you're sending me? What? And so we see, we, we start to see all these objections of God saying, no, I can't do this. I can't, I can't go. Man, I've definitely had those conversations with God. I think we all have. Where it's just like where we feel God's calling, God's telling us to, uh, to, to do something. And we're just like, God, God's like, yeah. However, like, I, th- I think about like if some if the, the, we have a guest speaker in and they're talking about let's just say homelessness down in uh, in, in 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 Hamilton, I'm I'm hitting a mic stand. Um, I'm going I'm going down to uh, Hamilton or whatever, and you're sitting there and you're listening. He's like, yeah, man, I've 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 seen that I've seen the the the, the, the issues downtown Hamilton. I've seen I've seen the homeless people or whatever. And then the the, the preachers up there is like, now I'm sending you. I'm telling you, you need to go. You're like, uh, uh-uh, uh, you're not hearing you're not hearing from the same God I'm hearing from. Uh, however, but I'm like, there's no way. I do not have the ability to talk to people. I do not have uh, the physical capabilities. I, it's, just, it's just not happening. I've definitely been there. That I, I've def- and I'm sure a lot of us are nodding our heads. Yes, we have been there. We've, we have not wanted to, to go where God's calling us to go. And so Moses objected God's plan because of his uh, iniquities, his 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 own his own issues. Man, who 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 all has issues? I have issues. My hands my my hands up. I have things that that that, that I struggle with. And so Moses begins to ask a few things. So he says uh, he uh, he had no status or power. That uh, that he did not know who God really was. He had no means of compelling belief. He was not a capable speaker, which is like I connect with. I, I, I went to speech therapy uh, as a kid. But as God responds, it shows that the real questions that Moses is asking is, will you abandon me? What are you really like? Do you have uh, the power to do these things? Are uh, you able to use human weaknesses? And so in Exodus chapter 3, verse 11 and 12, it says this. But Moses said to God, who am I 
that I should go to Pharaoh and bring the Israelites out of Egypt. And God said, it will, uh, I will be with you, and this will be the sign to you that it is I who have sent you. When you, uh, when you have brought the people out of Egypt, you will worship God on this mountain. However, and so Moses here is saying, who am I? Who, 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 am, who am I, God, Moses, to go and to, 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 uh, or ever to see the people uh, freed from uh, the oppression uh, from the Egyptians? And, or ever we could continue to see that it says, uh, or ever that he's, that he uh, doesn't feel like it's necessary as those things uh, were, 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 were to not to be uh, uh, deceived. Uh, and ultimately, the answer that, 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 that shows is Moses was not, uh, was not, his fitness wasn't actually the main question that he was asked, being asked. Whereas is, it was more of a question of, God, will you, will you abandon me? Man, I, I, I know there's many moments that I have in my life where I'm like, God, you better not abandon me here. Whatever, my own insecurities, my own, my own, short, my own shortcomings will, 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 will make me doubt, will, make me, will make, make me question if God will actually be with me. And can I tell you that God will be with you if you've ever had those thoughts, that God will be with you, that he will walk, uh, walk, you, walk through this with you. And we see this in, in the story here from Moses. And then uh, the, second, the, the sec- second objection that we see, he says uh, he did not uh, even really know who God was. And so that's in, 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 verse, uh, in verse 13. And it says, Moses said to God, suppose I go to the Israelites and say to them, the God uh, of your fathers has sent me. And they, uh, and they asked me, what is his name? Then what shall I tell them? God said to Moses, I am who I am. And this is what you are to say to the Israelites, I am has sent me to you. Now, this is such a crazy answer that, 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 that God responds. So God's like, because like, so Moses is really unsure, uh, really, of who God is. He kind of, like, he, like he, he, had the, he had the idea, but he was really, like, unsure. He was, uh, and so he was just like, who am I to say? Like, or, am I going to be able to convince, uh, to convince them? Or and God's just like, no, you are to tell them that the I am sent, uh, sent you. Moses' uh, second objection seems to focus on the iniquities of his knowledge, his understanding. That he did not know enough about this God who was suffering uh, or, or, or who was offering deliverance to make uh, the, 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 the Egyptians uh, re- 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 release the Israelites. Right, and so he responds and he says, I am who I am. And that right there is a powerful statement. Right, what, 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 God is, what, what God is saying is, is, is he is the one who uh, ex- uh, externally self-exists 
being, uh, being in the universe. And this kind of goes back to what I was saying at the beginning when you're reading through, uh, when you're reading th- uh, through the, the, the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, you got to read through it with who, uh, 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 who supplies my needs and, and, or, and, and, and how are they supplied. God is answering that to Moses right here in this, or in this passage is saying, I am who I am. I am the one that is self-existent, the being in the universe. I am the one that provides for you. I am the one that gives you the gifts that you need. Wherever you don't need anything else but me is what God's saying. I am who I am. And so you could tell them that the I am sent you to them. And so here we are. We have the third objection. However, and this third objection is having uh, no means of compelling belief. He's like, how am I going to convince Pharaoh that the God of the universe has sent me to tell Pharaoh that you have to release my people. You have to let the Israelites go. Moses is like, how do I, how do I show this, that, or ever this, this, this understanding? So that's where we see, uh, jumping down, uh, down to chapter four, verse one. Moses, uh, Moses uh, answered, "What if they do not believe me, or listen to me, and say, the Lord did uh, not appear to you?" So he's questioning, he's questioning, like. If like like if if they're they're actually going to believe him, they're questioning. He's questioning that how do, how do I prove it? How do I show them that I I had an encounter with 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 with, with God? Whatever, and God just kind of responds, and he's just like, you don't have to worry about that. Whatever, and this is where we see uh, like like God tells Moses to take the staff and put this to to put the staff out, and it turns into a snake. Wherever we see uh, the water, the, like the water into blood, the the leprous, or whatever, and we so we see, um, we see all these miracles, wherever. And what God is saying is, God is like, you don't need to worry about that. That is my that, that is my job. That is my power going with you. And so then, uh, or ever, and so then we jump down to the fourth objection, and this is the final one, and this is like the one that like hits hit, hits home personally with myself. Whatever, and it says that whatever is that he's not a capable speaker. He's questioning his own abilities to to, uh, to speak. Whatever, and so this is where we pick up in chapter four, verses ten, and it says Moses said to the Lord, "Pardon your servant." Lord, I have never been eloquent, neither in the past nor since you, you have spoke, uh, spoken to your servant. I am slow of speech and tongue. The Lord said to him, who uh, gave uh, humans their mouths? Who makes the deaf or the mute? Who gives them sight or who makes them blind? Is it not I, the Lord? Now go, I will help you, you speak. 
and, I, and, and will teach you what to say. And so it's kind of funny, Moses' response. response. Um, and so the, the, like I, you, you, kind of, you kind of see him start off as like, pardon uh, your servant, Lord, or uh, uh, here. I'm not like eloquent enough. I'm not, I'm, I'm not cool enough. I'm not, or if we're, if we're bringing this to 20, uh, I guess it's not like, I guess hipsters aren't as much of a thing now as, uh, as, as, as they were back when I was like uh, an earlier young adult. But like, if I, I, I was not like, I'm not cool enough. I'm not, I'm not hipster enough. I'm not, I'm not cutting edge. I'm not, I'm not different or whatever. So, whatever. So he's questioning his, his eloquence, his, his, uh, his, his ability or whatever. And then he continues to say, uh, in the past, um, neither in the past uh, or before you, you've spoken in this moment. However, and then he uses the word servant again. And so it's kind of funny because like Moses kind of shows us like that he under, he's starting to understand that he's just a servant. He's just, he's just needs to be obedient to what God is saying. However, and he said, but, however, but then he says, I am slow uh, uh, of speech and, 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 and tongue. However, he was stubborn. I feel like there's a lot of stubborn people in this world. <laughs> and, and I know I can be one of them. We keep on fighting God. We keep on fighting however, because of our own insecurities. We keep on saying no. However, God, I can't do that. I, I, I don't have that gifting. However, I'm going to just kind of like throw out uh, a little, a little bit of a, a, a stab here, but so often it was like we, we we hear of needs within the church, and he's just like, I don't have that ability to do that. Whatever, but that's not. It's not about your ability. It's more about your desire to to actually just submit to God and to say, God, you know what? I'm going to trust you, and however, and the ability it's going to come from you. Whatever, I think about I like. I even think about, like, as I said earlier, that I was kind of doing this live stream. I'm like, I didn't really have, I didn't really have the ability to do that before. But it was a need that was met, that, that was needed. However, because of COVID, we had to switch and we had to come online into this setting. However, I did not have the ability to do it. I kind of understood sound, however, because however, probably was probably my stronger point. And I played around with with, uh, with, with, with video stuff in the past. I've done some, like, video announcement stuff. So I've played around with it a little bit. But I didn't really have the ability. I didn't, and I didn't ever really need to combine those, the, uh, those talents. And then, uh, or then I come here, or ever we're here, we're, we're in COVID, and we had to get live streamed up and running in, like, a matter of a week. And I'm like, ah! <laughs> like, what do, I, what do I do in this situation? And whatever, but it's just realizing that, However, that it's not, it's, it's not just, it's not about me. It's not about me. It's about just trust, uh, trusting God. And um, however, I believe God, uh, I believe God helped me through that. I help, I, I believe God, like, even though I had some long, long hours, I had to put in a lot, like, a lot of work. But I believe God kind of gave me the ability to, to learn. However, and Rebecca makes fun of me because I'm a very much of a, a one-track mind. I, like, all, like, I was, like, even when I was not like, in the office or when I was at home and Rebecca was, was there, I'm like on YouTube. I'm like, how do I do this? How do I do that? And I was trying to figure it, I was trying to figure it out. It's not, it's not about our own abilities. However, we need to stop being stubborn. 
We need to trust God. And this is where I'm just going to invite Hillary to come back here as we, uh, as we close. By this point, Moses, materially objections had been demolished. God's just like, no, 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 no. This is not, this is not about you. This is not about your abilities. This is about allowing me to work in you and to work through you. I don't know why I really felt like I was supposed to finally share this message. It's something that I've wanted to do for uh, a while, but I've just been, I've been scared. I've been, however, and I struggle with insecurities. So I'm preaching to myself today, church. I need to hear, I need to hear this today. But I also believe that you need to hear this today as well. Is that it's not about your abilities. It's about surrendering to God. It's about coming into his presence and allowing his presence to work in you and then ultimately through you. That's what happened at the burning bush. Church, that's what happened. He got filled with God's presence. He got filled with God's presence so that he can then go and he could be sent to the Israelites to set them free. It's not about you, church. It's about surrender. We just, we sung it. It was the last song we sung. There's I surrender all to you. I surrender all, every part of my life. The good things and the bad things, I surrender it to you. That's what I want to challenge you guys with. God has not abandoned you. God kind of gave me that word back on Friday, on, on Thursday. That there's somebody that feels abandoned, that doesn't feel like God's with them. But can I tell you that he is right with you? To all of you guys that are listening, whether you're live right now or later on, allow the presence of God to come in and transform who you are. So that you can go and that you can tell people about Jesus. We're living uh, in a time where, 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 where we have to social distance, but that doesn't stop the gospel from going forward. That doesn't stop the love of Jesus to transform people's lives. We need to tell people. We need to show people the love of God. It's not about your abilities. It's allow, about allowing the Spirit of God to work inside you so that you can go out and tell people about Jesus and, and tell them that if you look into the Bible, if you look into the, in, 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 into the Old Testament, if you look into the New Testament, it's not about your abilities, but it is about God, and it is about God working in and through you. You don't need to do it yourself anymore. You don't need to do it yourself anymore. You can trust God. So as you walk on this journey, this is a journey, this is something that I'm still working through. You just need to trust God. You just need to lean on Him. Don't worry about your insecurities.
if we did that, we wouldn't, like, if we allowed our insecurities to dictate our life, Moses would have never ended up doing what he did. He would have, the Ten Commandments would have never come to us. He would have never, uh, or ever, like, let, like, let, like, led the people out of Egypt. That would have never happened if he was caught up. Reverend, he did. He, he took a moment. And that's the awesome thing about this story. Is even Moses had his insecurities and had his struggles. But he still went forward. Knowing that the presence of God is with him. And so the final, the final passage here. Just kind of bringing this into a little bit of the New Testament here in Matthew chapter eight. I know you, chapter chapter twenty eight. I know we all, we, I know we all know this, but um, it's the Great Commission. Then the eleven disciples went out to Galilee, to the mountain where where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. <laughs> I didn't even catch that before. But some doubted. They, they, they had insecurities. They had their struggles. Some doubted. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I I, I, I am with you always. There it is again. He's, he is with us always to the very end of the age. Church, it's time that we stop allowing our, our, our iniquities, our, our, our insecurities, our struggles to dictate. We need to stop allowing them to dictate what we are doing. If you feel called to do something Don't worry about those insecurities. Step forward in obedience and watch God work in and through you. So just allow the presence of God to come. That's what happened at at, at the bush, at the burning bush. He, Moses, experienced God's presence. He dealt with those issues. He laid them out before God saying, these are, these are my issues. And God says, I wipe those clean. I wipe those away from you. And now just go in obedience, filled with my spirit, filled with my presence, and now allow me to work through you. Church, that's my challenge for you today. Seek God's presence. It does, you don't need to be here at church. You don't need to be here at church to be in his presence. You can find that in your, uh, in your living room. You can find that in your bedroom. You can find that in your car. You can find that while walking, uh, like going for a walk. Wherever you are, you can just seek God's presence and allow his presence to change you so that you can go and tell people about Jesus. Because the season we are living in, this whole social distancing, I know there's struggles like ever because of, uh, 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 it could be of, of, of mental health that people may be having and uh, because of this social distancing forever, but if you just uh, allow the presence of God to fill you and you can then tell them that everything's going to be alright because there's a God that loves you and that will never leave you, that will never forsake you, that will be with you. And so that is my challenge to you guys today. 
to allow uh, the Spirit of God to fill you so that you can go and tell people and love on people and tell people about Jesus. Let's pray. Thanks for listening in to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on all social media to stay updated with everything Community Church. Also check us out at www.communitychurch.ca.